Hello and welcome to another Tag One Team Talk episode, the podcast and blog of Tag One Consulting. Today we're going to be talking with and walking through some code examples with Fabian France, the VP of Software Engineering at Tag One. And we're going to be talking about how to reduce the complexity of your applications by using PReact and HTM. I'm Michael Myers, the Managing Director of Tag One Consulting. And today's talk is broken up into two parts. Uh, this is part two, where Fabian's going to uh, really dive into PReact HTM, give us some code examples using the uh, Drupal 9 Umami default install. If you haven't already seen it, please check out part one, which is a really awesome background into, you know, why applications have gotten so complex, you know, the reasons for it, the benefits, but also, you know, why you don't always need it. So Fabian, you know, the background was great. I'm eager to jump into some examples, but before we do that, you know, what, what is PReact? What does it have to do with React? You know, can you tell me a little bit about it? Sure. Just a real quick for those not that not have watched uh, part one. <laughs> uh, the idea was essentially that modern JavaScript, and I've read that on Twitter, it's not for me, you need a PhD with all the tools and everything to set it up, etc. And Drupal developers, at least there was a time when Drupal developers were very productive using jQuery. Unfortunately, jQuery has become very old. It's not obsolete yet. It's still here in Drupal and we'll be even be using a little part of it. But for this scenario, imagine the typical jQuery developer that is, has been using Drupal for a while that doesn't need too large of complexity in that, that doesn't want to do much of JavaScript development, but that essentially just wants to build a little bit like decoupled headless things sprinkled in the Drupal side already existing. So today we'll be creating a nice progress bar using Tailwind. The setup is Umami, but with the uh, Tailwind Umami on top of it. And Tailwind Umami is essentially like a little theme that sub-themes Umami, which I'm using to uh, demo Tailwind and we'll be using heavily using, make use of the styles this provides. So Strap Umami is actually on my GitHub. We'll be sharing the links later and you can look at it and I'll be also committing the PBX things to it just because we can. <laughs> so let's go to some screen sharing, sharing the desktop and here we go. So what you can see here is our little demo. We have recipes and here we have a, a little block and we can make random progress. But first, Michael, you ask, what is PReact? So PReact is a fast three kilobit alternative to React with the same modern API. So React has proven itself by now. It's great. It's still one of the best frameworks out there. Yes, there's things like Vue.js, there's other parts, but there's also React and this great ecosystem. But React, unfortunately, is pretty big. Uh, it's not as fast as it could be. And uh, React also brings in a lot and usually needs JSX and all this tooling. But PReact essentially is a really fast three kilobit alternative. And the main difference is there's a combat library if you want to use traditional React things and most things just work. So you can use any component that's written in React and just use it here with PReact if you use a compat package. But the main difference is while React is re-implementing all the events, like it has a synthetic event model, uh, PReact is just using the events that the browser supports. That's why it can be much smaller. So it's very close to the dome. It's small size, big performance, portable, embeddable, and you are instantly productive. 
And so here's our standard to-dos list thing. Probably have seen that already. This is a JSX form of syntax that we talked about. That means you can just write HTML in your JavaScript. And we'll be doing something pretty similar, but use use a little trick. Uh, Michael? So you mentioned PReact and HTM. What's, what's the HTM component? The HTM is a magic sauce that makes it all buildless. <laughs> <laughs> HTM essentially allows us to use this very, very similar syntax to how the PReact was, but we have this HTML and this is a template literal. So this looks very, very similar to the to-dos that we have seen here, but instead of escaping just with, with a bracket and using this kind of syntax, we're using this dollar props syntax. We're coming to that in a little bit more. This is standard JavaScript. Every JavaScript can do this. It's a so-called template text template literal or text templates. And essentially you are having a string, this just string, and you can escape it whenever you want by using this dollar and bracket up. So, and that way it looks like JSX, but it's not JSX. And the nice thing is you can use this without any tooling. You can compile it using Babel plugin HTM. So if you want to use tooling, you can still compile it. That's what I said. You can optimize it for production, but you don't need to. There's no transpiler necessary and it has lots of nice features in that. There's even lit HTML, Visual Studio Code extension, and the Vim JSX Pretty plugin, so that looks all well. And the nicest thing is, similar to how you imported jQuery originally, you just have a standalone module which has everything you need. And that's essentially what we did here. So I downloaded the HTM Pireact standalone module JS. We don't need the hooks. So uh, this one, yeah. And uh, the standalone module JS, that is the one that you had seen here for unpackage.com. So just download that into your code base. And then we set it up via our libraries JSON. So I have my theme here, libraries YML, sorry. And yeah, I have Tailwind, Alpine, we come to that later. And uh, here we load our PVX.js as a module. It should be maybe Drupal, Nine supports a different way to do that. In Drupal 7, you need to use this kind of trick of type external attributes, type module, cross origin, use credentials. Because for this import syntax to work, you need to be within a so-called JavaScript module. And JavaScript modules are something new that browsers support by now. And they allow to essentially load JavaScript on the fly and just use what you want from it. So this is how we set it all up. And then we look in our PReact.js and here we import it. And we import this HTML and render function from the standalone module.js. This is how you set it up. This is like a little complex, but let's look at the, at the widget itself. So this is the standard React widget. Again, we import the standalone module. We have our button here for making random progress. And then we have our little HTML here. And you can see here again, we have progress zero, something different, or we have our percentage here. Here we have our button component embedded. And I don't have this nice plugin for VAM I'm using here. So this really looks just like a string to me, 
which is then combined again with these template literals, which are then I can put my logic in there. But this is essentially how you write React with Tailwind. So it looks a little bit nicer because else this progress bar would just be a number and that might have been not as exciting. Michael, do you have any questions so far? We're going from no compilers to no IDEs here today. <laughs> I, you mentioned this module approach. Does that, I assume, work with mobile devices as well? This concept of only pulling in the bits that you need? It works everywhere so far at the oh, wrong, wrong side. It works everywhere. So if you look at the, the scripts that are input, we should be able to see it. It's probably down. Yeah, there we go. So the type module is, is a very special way of, of ensuring you can, here we go. This is how the script tag essentially looks if you do it. And this type module is really saying to the browser that this is its own context, its own execution context where this is executed. So it has, nothing to do with the other things. But this is how you get into this state where you are able to then import one thing from another and, and cross-reference things. So how did we get this React widget here on the page? So it's very simple. What I did is I added a little text format, raw HTML, put code mirror in, and then I'm writing my HTML code here. Here's my Tailwind classes, like this would be centered and uh, full width with a little bit of bottom margin. And then I put just here this pReact widget with widget equals test. Right now I only have one widget, but it's very simple. And I could have another widget here. And once I save that and we reload, you see there's one quick moment for it loading. And then I see two progress bars. And they also have their independent states because they're independent. And that's how you, how you essentially do it. So this is my kind of proposal. This is very, very similar to how real web components work. This could also be using real web components, but they have their own life cycles and other things that are nice, but not necessarily needed. In my mind there, because you, you know, you've done so many great talks on web components. And, and, and when I saw you do that, I was like, oh my gosh, you know, it, you know, how, how isn't, you know, or why isn't this web component? So this is, you know, this could be done as a web component as well. You know, something I could just plug in via layout builder, you know, as an, you know, end user. For sure. No, the master plan is a little bit different. And you have to distinguish here, and that's something you don't know, obviously, is there's web components, which is a specification of defining custom HTML elements, which are then used. And it could have done that for this, but it didn't. <laughs> and there is a component, which is different from the web component specification we are talking about. And those components are essentially for that I could place just a component here with this custom block via layout builder or whatever. And that's for sure. That's the master plan essentially that we have our component library, which we still have installed here. And then instead of just putting my trick template, I can put in a special trick template, put in my PBAC component, click on add component or however that will work maybe even upload the JavaScript for the widget right in the browser. And boom, I have my component here. So yeah. Either way, uh, this is something that I think, you know, uh, site builders could, you know, if these components already exist, you know, whether it's a component, a web component, this is really powerful. Like this makes it easy for me to jump in there and add 
this kind of thing wherever I need it, whatever page. So I, you know, it doesn't just make life easier for developers. I think it makes life easier for, you know, site builders and anybody who's, you know, working with the site. This is really powerful. For sure. And I mean, that's a whole point of components to create reusable components, <laughs> create reusable design elements with embedded interactivity. But it doesn't need to be React. So for example, if I don't have interactivity like I have here, then I don't necessarily need React for that. I mean, this simple example, we could have also done it with Alpine, which we'll talk a bit again in another talk. But I want to quickly also show how we are essentially for those jQuery developers attaching this. So this is a standard Drupal attach function, very, very standard. The difference is that we are having this import statements here, which are the JavaScript modules part. And then essentially we're searching for all PReact widgets. And here we use a little bit of jQuery for each PReact widget. We are finding them all. Then we render the widget to a virtual dome with the progress being random at parts. So I can even pass properties in here, but I could not only pass properties. So for example, this function not only takes context, but it also takes settings. So if I wanted to, I could say config equals and then settings dot pReact dot test dot configuration. And then for example, I could use Drupal settings output to output the configuration for my pReact widget from a blog, from wherever I want, even generated from the UI. Or what I could be doing is I could be doing a request here to JSON API and JSON API resource, like set up a view, create me some resources, and then I could get some data in and sprinkle some interactivity using JSON API, which is usually only used for decoupled Drupal sites to sprinkle it in. That's a hybrid, hybrid approach, essentially. Like for example, you have a locked end users, no one cares about SEO. So why not? And, and you have a complex React widget already built uh, like that and, and it works like that. So that's how you can, can do those things. So let's undo that real quick because I want to show, for example, but if I now, and that's the whole point, if I change progress to zero, for example, at the beginning, it's at zero. So I just reload my browser and it's there. Now those using the tooling will say, Hey, I don't even need to reload my browser. I directly see it's zero. And that's a hot module reloading and you can still use that. Uh, but my point is you don't need to, there's nothing stopping you for using this reloading, etc., like that. So, and essentially, so we render the, our test widget and then we call the render function and render it to wherever our widget is. And that's kind of all the boilerplate you need. And I wrote that in about an hour uh, before the demo today to just set it all up. So it's really simple. And in my opinion, PReact and HTM should replace jQuery in Drupal 10 or something like that, because I think Drupal should ship with a framework and be opinionated about something like it was opinionated about jQuery, but I don't think it should force people to do all this build steps, etc. but really be as simple to use as always put in a, J a JS file, attach it. And boom, you have PReact up and running and everything like that. A, a time and a place for complexity. This makes things really simple for developers and amazing for, for site builders, right? It really empowers a lot of other people in the organization. And, and that's something that 
you really need to think about when you're designing and building your application is, you know, who's going to be using it, how is it going to be built out. So this is this is really win-win. Um, yeah, you don't really, you essentially don't really need to think about, yes, there's lots of tooling that makes development work nicer. I am the first to, to tell that essentially, but the point is essentially, if you're used to like sprinkle a little bit of HTML, then you can sprinkle a little bit of PWM now. Awesome. Well, you mentioned uh, Alpine, you know, you also touched on two things that hopefully we can come back and talk more about how you can use those tools in a very similar way for this. Maybe in the demo was awesome. Thank you. And please, for everyone who tuned in, make sure to check out part one, the intro and background. If you like this talk, please remember to upvote, subscribe and share it out. You can check out our past uh, talks at tagone.com slash TTT. That's three T's for Tag One Team Talks. As always, we'd love your feedback and topic suggestions. You can write to us at TTT at tagone.com. And a big thank you, Fabian, for putting together this demo and walking us through it. And to everyone who tuned in and joined us today, take care.